when we think of our names, they carry such significance to to us and the people who know us, whether it's from our culture, from our family. Um, but for many people, their names are part of their identity. Uh, so if you are a parent or um, have children in your life and have watched somebody decide how to name a child. So just think about that for, for a moment. The amount of thought and care and attention that goes into naming another human being, a name that they're likely going to have for the rest of their lives, um, is really powerful. I think of when I named you know my own children and thinking of what what is important to, to us, to me, to pass on to them, um, what significance does it have? It's connected to other family members. Um, so it was really a thoughtful experience. And I think that's true for so many, so many people and parents. And so when we then, you know, go through school and the workplace and our names are not given the same reverence and honor, perhaps that our parents gave to us, um, it can have an impact. And so if you have a name and were raised in a place where people commonly pronounced your name correctly, it might seem strange to you to kind of think about, well, what's the big deal when somebody's name is mispronounced? Um, because it hasn't been your experience. But if you have a name uh, and or lived in a place where people had difficulty uh, pronouncing your name, um, and that was a regular occurrence throughout school before you even got to the workplace um, of on the first day of, of school, <laughs> first month of always having to correct a teacher or have your name really mispronounced, but you realize that they're talking about you. Um, like if that's been your experience and then you come into the workplace with, with that same experience, over time, uh, it becomes frustrating, annoying, angering, embarrassing. Um, to have to constantly correct somebody who's mispronouncing your name or make the decision not to correct them um, or make the decision to to change your name in professional settings simply to make it easier for other people to pronounce it correctly. Um, and so what that does, why are we talking about this in terms of people management? What that does is it places a lot of, um, there's a lot of energy that goes with that for the person who's making those, those changes and choices. Um, and so as people managers, we have a responsibility to create an environment where people don't have to make those compromises, where people don't have to constantly correct somebody for, for how their name is um, pronounced or don't have to change their name to make it easier for other people to pronounce, to pronounce their name. Um, because what it does is it creates an opportunity for there to be a sense of belonging and to be cared for and to be a part of the team because people are taking care to pronounce my name correctly, to identify my name with me, or it's an opportunity to feel excluded, to feel like, oh, unless I change my name, I'm not gonna be long, I'm not gonna be accepted, I'm not gonna be included. Um, and so there's a, it's a it's a powerful moment for for managers to do it in a way that takes more time and the impact um, 
is, is significant, is significant. So, you know, I think back to when I was um, in college. And so my first day of college, uh, you know, arrived with my bags and everything and my resident advisor, right? So the, the, the person who, um, she was a senior, uh, stayed on the floor with the incoming uh, first year students, um, and you know was was our guidance person to kind of help us navigate everything and so get there and the resident advisor called me by name never seen her before in my life <laughs> never spoken to her uh but she called me by my first name and she did that with all of the students that were on her hall um and so that was really impactful to me because what what I later learned and asked her about. Um, at that time, <laughs> we actually called it Facebook. So all first year students at the school, at the college, um, you had your picture in a book for just first year students. Um, you had your picture, your name, and where you were from. And so she had spent time over the summer memorizing the faces and names of the people who were gonna live on her hall and that she was gonna be responsible for for that first year. Um, and what a way to feel like I was seen and like I was cared for without just as a human being without her even knowing me. Um, and it, it was so impactful to me that when I then became uh, a resident advisor later on in my college career, um, I did the same thing. I took time over the summer. I memorized the people who were going to be on my hall and I called them by name when I first saw them. And it was, you know, it was interesting to do it when I was doing it, you know, after following the example that was set for me, when I did it, I could see the appreciation on the, the incoming students' faces and I could see the deep appreciation on the parents' faces. Like, oh, my kid is going to be seen. My kid is going to be cared for while, while they're here. Um, and so that's kind of some of the responsibility that we have as people, as people managers. And uh, one more, one more thought that I just want to share, because again, it had such a impact on how I think of the power of names, how I think of bringing people in and including them um, and knowing that they're seen was when I graduated from that same college. Um, and it was, it was graduation, you know, practice, commencement practice uh, a few days before the actual ceremony. Um, and the person who was going to be reading our names and handing out the diplomas um, from the stage said, if you have a name that is frequently mispronounced, please come see me after practice. And so there were a whole bunch of us <laughs> that waited a long time <laughs> um, to see her after, after practice. And what she did is she asked every single person, how do you pronounce your name? And so she asked me to pronounce it about three or four times. And she was listening and I saw her write my name phonetically, the way it sounded to her ear. And on graduation day, when I walked across the stage, my name was pronounced correctly. And so again, just coming into the college and feeling seen, and then leaving the college and feeling seen um, was such a powerful experience of, of being cared for, of knowing that I belong here. And that's exactly what we can do with the people on our teams when it comes to 
correctly pronouncing people's names. So what I would really encourage you to do, and this isn't, what I'm gonna say is for you to do with everybody, right? So not just with somebody whose name you have trouble pronouncing, but every single person who comes onto your team that you ask them, how do you pronounce your name? And that if you need to write it down phonetically so that you can remember how to pronounce it the way that you heard it from them, uh, that you take the time to do that. Uh, and that this just becomes standard practice. When somebody joins your team that you ask, how do you pronounce your name? If you're part of the interviewing process that before they join your team, you ask every candidate, how do you pronounce your name? Um, and what would you like to be called? So people have their, their formal names and some people use their formal names and other people use different names and that you give people the opportunity to, to tell you their preference um, and, then, and then obviously to, to follow it. Um, another technique to use is to have, again, everybody um, put the phonetic spelling of their name in their email signature line. So you'll see a lot of times people will put their, um, the, the pronouns that they use uh, she, her, him, his, they, them, they'll put that in their e email signature line to identify themselves to whoever receives their email. And so you could do the exact same thing with the phonetic spelling of your name. And so again, if you have a name that people never mis mispronounce, um, that I, you would ask that person to put the phonetic spelling of their name in the email as well, because we're not singling out anybody. We're recognizing that um, this is a tool, this is a way that everybody's name can be pronounced correctly. And it will take effort for some um, names and it will be easy for other names. This is increasingly important as we are in a global marketplace. So we're working with people from all over the world. And we're also working with people who we might not have worked with before, regardless of their, if they live, you know, two minutes from us, 10 minutes from us or 20 hours from us. Um, but when you see more diversity in the workplace, which is a great thing, we're also going to see um, ways that we need to adjust, which honestly is going to be better for everybody. So those would be my tips. I'll also add, um, don't give people nicknames. Um, let people tell you what they want to be called. Uh, and just to refresh, like have your email signature put um, your the phonetic spelling of, of your name um, and then use people's names um, accurately. Uh, there's another tool, and we'll put this in the session notes, um, or you can go online and you can go on websites that will tell you how to pronounce somebody's name. Um, and so you can listen to somebody pronouncing a name correctly and you can practice it. So again, it might take a little bit more time and you might need to spend five minutes or more just saying somebody's name over and over and over to yourself and practicing it out loud until it becomes really familiar to you. Um, but taking that extra time really is gonna be really impactful. And when you think, when I think of my, my experience in college, if somebody on your team can feel truly welcomed when they first come to your team, they're going to, they're gonna give more. They're going to continue their excitement to be part of the team and part of the organization. Um, and it's just gonna be a, 
it's the beginning of, of developing a relationship with somebody you work with where you see who they are, um, you value who they are and they are appreciative and it increases their kind of commitment and, and effort. So thank you for joining us. Um, I always like to say, if you have any questions that you are scared to ask HR, those are the questions I want to know about. We want to hear your questions that you're too scared to ask HR because we want to be able to answer them. Um, we'll bring in experts. We'll do our own research, um, but really want to kind of continue the conversation on how to manage well. Um, and knowing what you're too scared to ask HR is exactly what's going to help us continue that conversation. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more about today's episode, go to thelodipogroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team and the Ladipo Group who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, email me at managingwellpodcast at thelodipogroup.com.